Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program. Listen, I want to say thanks to our friends at DSR. They are supporting this podcast. And if you're looking for a great place to work, check out dsrbartlesville.com. You can find out more information about job openings there. If you're looking for a place to work, stable employer. And I'm telling you, the world is nuts and people need stable income. And I'm telling you, this is the place to go check it Check them out. It's the place to go. DSRBartlesville.com. Well, um, today I want to talk about theology, and I want to talk about why theology matters, why it's why it's an important thing. Um, the fight's real. Like I, I'm watching in real time. Um, there is just this massive assault. I see the warning signs everywhere that are telling us we'd better be paying attention. Um, how we view God, how we view the scriptures, how we view Jesus, how we view humanity. Listen, that it matters. And, and there, is, there is an assault on or an attack on biblical Christianity. Let me, let me unpack it a little bit. Theological liberalism has crept into the church. It's been coming for a while. Uh, through just various avenues, various paths, but theological liberalism has crept into the church, and it's causing some real problems. Like it's, it, there is some real problematic issues because it is, it is infiltrating different sects and different groups and different churches and different buildings and different organizations to the point where it's hard to distinguish the truth from a lie. Theological liberalism is the idea that the scriptures are not the final authority for our lives. And God is not sovereign. God is not king. He's just, you know, he's just a myriad of many gods. He's, there's, as Oprah said, there are multiple paths to God. And there is just this massive assault on biblical Christianity through theological liberalism and this, this idea that it's not the scriptures that dictate the final authority. It's rather our own personal experiences that are the measuring stick or the measuring factors uh, to dictate what truth is. Truth is relative. It's not, it's not that there's an absolute truth. It's that there is uh, truth is it's subjective and there's no such thing as real truth. And we've got people that are quote-unquote Christian leaders like Andy Stanley, uh, Kenneth Copeland. I mean, you've got all these guys that are just, they mix in this weird, non-biblical idea of of Christianity. And, and man, Andy Stanley's even getting to the point where he said, hey, listen, you don't even need the Bible. Uh, we don't even really need the Bible to, to, to share the gospel, which... Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we've got this, this massive push of Christian leadership. Uh, and I use that in air quotes. You guys can't see it, but it's quote unquote Christian leadership uh, that are just, they're neck deep in humanism. It, it's, there's no other word for it. There's, they're neck deep in hedonistic humanism sprinkled with Christian uh, edges, and rather than repenting and pursuing holiness and godliness, what's taking place is a wholehearted pursuit of the flesh. And so guys like Andy Stanley, guys like um, all these other weird, uh, hyper-charismatic and, and 
and theological liberal leaders are really causing some problems. And, and so the the experiences uh, that they're that they're pushing out are not the determining factors for truth. And so what we can deduce for one like for sure is that these people aren't followers of Jesus. They're 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 peddling and pushing out a form of godliness, but has absolutely zero power. So I want us to look at this this uh, today and and just try to unpack this why it's so important, how we view God, how we view the Bible, and how we view humanity, and it, how it really does matter. Listen, so number one, our view of God, our view of God. Many Christians have a view that God is nothing more than a cosmic, magical genie who grants wishes. Like that's being taught by people in the Bethel Church. That is another theological, liberal, leftist, weird, hyper-charismatic group. Um, there's a, there's a, TV preacher named Kenneth Copeland, and he he says this. This was a quote he used. I'm a billionaire because the assignment that the Lord gave me, that's the assignment that the, the Lord gave me. He said, I want you to begin to confess the billion flow. <laughs> like that's a, that's a, and people believe this trash. If we view God as a means to an end, we will have we will not have a proper understanding of who god truly is we won't see him as the sovereign mighty king we won't see him as holy and worthy of being worshiped we're going to see him as this cosmic bellhop we're going to z- view him as the blue genie in the lamp from disney's aladdin where what do you want what do you want well, i got out you get three wishes so we have this this crazy idea that that Jesus is a genie in the lamp. Like that has actually been pushed out from the stage from Bethel Church. <laughs> Listen, I need you to understand something. He's king. Jesus is king. He's the king above all kings. He's the Lord of Lords and he deserves our adoration and our worship. Period. It does not matter what you think you're owed. God is owed everything because he is the sovereign creator that made all things. So our view of God, like it, it matters. It just, oh, it just, it drives me nuts to see this. This is the stuff that is causing so many Christians and so many people in general to stumble and fall into false ideologies and false teachings. Um, our view of the Bible matters. There's a lot of people, including Christians, who view the Bible as a good book or an inspiring book. I never forget I had a conversation with a Methodist, uh, quote-unquote, preacher. Uh, he wrote an article in the paper about how God's Word is inspiring and and had the, was really dancing around the issues of, of the authority of God's Word. So I emailed it. I said, listen, I, I want an honest question. Do you believe that God is sovereign? Do you believe that the word of God is the final authority for our lives? Do you, do you believe that? And he fired back an email and said, listen, I, I believe the Bible is inspiring. And so there it is. He does not believe God's word. Why are you a preacher? If you don't believe God's word, why are you a preacher? That is like, that, that is, <laughs> I'm a mechanic, but I don't uh, really believe in working at, working on cars. Like that's the idea. That's that's how that works. God's word is the final authority for our lives. As well, listen, as well as all other all all humanity. 
not just for Christians. At the end of the day, we're going to be judged according to God's word. We're going to be judged according to God's law. If you're a believer, an unbeliever, you will be judged by God's word. That's, that's the truth. The Bible is inspired and literally the breath of God on paper. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is theophanuskas or God-breathed. Theophanuskas means God-breathed. That's what that means. All scripture is breathed out by the word, by the breath of God. And, and if we do not view God's word in this light, we will inadvertently and maybe even potentially fall into the trap of humanism where it's the worship of self. That's where we are in America. We are a humanistic society that worships self. We are a big I, little you um, organization called America. And and for those who, who need to know what this line of thinking of humanism is, humanism is a philosophical stance that emphasizes the individual and the social potential and agency of human beings whom it considers the starting point for serious moral and philosophical inquiry. So who do we start with? Human beings. We don't start with in the beginning was God. In the beginning was the word. We don't start there. We start with in the beginning was humans. And this this is this ideology what this ideology does is it sets us up to see ourselves as God rather than seeing Jesus Christ as God. And that's a dangerous place to be. And that's exactly what the devil did to Adam and Eve in the beginning in Genesis. For, for God knows that when you eat of the fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, Genesis 3.5. So that's, that's what was pushed out from the text or from the, from the enemy in the text. Listen, you could be a God. God's holding back from you. And this is the, the deception of the modern-day humanistic movement. You're God. There's not a sovereign creator named Jesus Christ. It's you're, 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 you're God. So when, you prop, when we prop ourselves up as the final authority and not God's word, we end up just like Satan himself. That's number two. Number three is our view of humanity. Um, sometimes what is espoused, something that's espoused in this world in which we live is that human beings are basically good. So the idea is pushed out. Listen, most people are just basically good and they're good folks. They're just good old boys and girls. And that's a flawed ideology as well. I know it sounds really catchy, real kitschy and real catchy, but that's a dangerous spot to land because when sin entered the world when sin entered the picture it fractured and destroyed everything and that included our goodness like the goodness of us is not even to be measured even anywhere close to god's holiness in fact the scriptures tell us specifically that our righteousness or our goodness are as filthy menstrual rags look at the original language that's the idea of the of the original language um, I'm going to try to read, read this quote without botching it up, but R.C. Sproul once said, the fall left the human will 
intact insofar as we still have the, fa the faculty of choosing. Our minds have been darkened by sin and our desires bound by the wicked impulses. But we can still think, choose, and act. Yet something terrible has happened to us. We have lost the all desire for God. The thoughts, the desires of our hearts are only evil continually. The freedom of our will is a curse because we can still choose according to our desires. And we choose to sin and thus we become accountable to the judgment of God. That's, that's, that's very clear. And God's word is very clear. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, we have all become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment or a menstrual rag. We all fade like a leaf, and our inquiries, our, our desires, they're like the wind. They take us away. Like, so furthermore, God's word says that we're not good at all. Our goodness is wicked in the sight of God. And listen, furthermore, even 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 past that, God's word is what makes us good. Christ is what makes us good. It's Christ that is in us that makes us good. We're not good in and ourselves. It's Christ that's in us that makes us acceptable and good. 2 Corinthians 5:21, the gospel for God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21. That's the gospel. Like, if we as human beings have any good, it's not our own good. It's not ours. It's because of Christ Jesus and his work on Calvary's cross alone that gives us a right standing or a perfect standing with the God of the universe. Our worldviews matter, guys. It matters how and where you will spend eternity. And I want to plead with you, Christians, don't allow antichrist worldviews to slip into your heads because, man, it's going to mess you up. The enemy will set up shop in your life. You open the door just a little bit to unbiblical theology and and antichrist theology. It's going to it's going to kick in the door and it is absolutely going to wreck shop in your life. Don't give him any ground. In fact, I, I tonight in our men's Bible study that I was teaching, one of the things that I pray often is I pray this simple simple idea. God, take back the ground that I have forfeited today to the enemy. And listen, I forfeit the ground often. I'm not perfect, but Christ is. And so I ask the Lord, Father, take back the ground that I forfeited and build a bridge over the pitfalls that Satan digs for me. Don't give him any ground. Keep your focus on God's word. Keep your focus on Christ Jesus alone. Hebrews chapter 12 Get your eyes off of you. Get your eyes off of your circumstances. Get your eyes off of the world and get focused in on the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're never going to go, you'll never go wrong. God's word, God's word says it 
best in Romans chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by the testing of your the testing you may discern what it, the will of God is and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So when you're honed in, when you're connected into God's word, when you, when you understand and realize what God's word says about the world around us, when we're connected into God's word, we will know what's right and what's wrong and we'll have the ability to do what God's called us to do. I'm telling you guys, theology really does matter. Love y'all.